The reading this morning is from Amos, chapter 8, beginning at verse 4. Hear this, you that trample on the needy and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain? And the Sabbath so we may offer wheat for sale. We will not make the effort small and the shekel great and the practice deceit with false balances, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and the selling of the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will, not, I will never forget any of their deeds. Can I have that? <laughs> Thank you. That's not the right place. Getting there. Getting there. There he is. Thanks, Bob. When will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain and the Sabbath so that we may offer wheat for sale? That's uh, that verse in Amos. It's talking about uh, people not having their priorities in order and the, the new moon um, and the Sabbath, sacred times when you're supposed to suspend everything and thank God, just being time where you're going, oh, come on, 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 come on to get on to the next thing in your life. Um, and uh, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and selling the sweepings of the wheat. The sweepings of the wheat uh, weren't supposed to be sold. Those were supposed to be left for the poor to come and, and glean, to take, and then they could eat too. Selling the sweepings of the wheat means you're taking more than your profit you're, you're taking what would feed other people, what is supposed to be charity, and you're profiting from that as well. Sobering. Very sobering. A very sobering reading. If, if we think of our um, faith simply as an obligation, and we think of our poor simply as a burden, we're in real danger. I will never forget any of your deeds. Yikes. Scary to think about. Especially these days where it, when it's popular to demonize the poor. Oh, the poor should not be demonized. Many of us have been there before. Our sermon this morning is Watch Your Step. And I suppose I'll tell you where the term comes from for me. Come back to me 14 years to beautiful Hilton Head Island. Uh, Teresa and I had lived in South Carolina and Dagenhead for a little while. Uh, in Columbia, Teresa and I had lived for 10 years. And we still owned a house when we moved back up here. And I'd been pastor of the church here for about three years when we finally decided to sell the house. We decided to sell the house because our rental manager called and said, um, your current tenants have blacked out all the upstairs windows and I went in there and there's a bunch of marijuana plants. What do you want me to do? And I said, I want you to call the police and be there to have the door open so they don't have to break it down. And he said, that's what I thought you had said, and that's what I wanted you to say, so I'm going to call the police right now. So we decided, let's unload this thing. So we're going to sell the house, and we had a friend who had a friend who had a condominium on Hilton Head Island that we could stay in for free for a week. Now, a pastor, and at the time a stay-at-home mom, in a condominium with her two kids on Hilton Head Island. Woohoo! 
and selling a house to boot. That's beautiful, beautiful. So yeah, okay, we're down there, and this is where the watch your step part comes in. We're, we're walking the beach exploring. It's a wonderful family time. I've got Isaiah, who's three, almost three, two and a half, and Dagan, who has just turned uh, six. No, yes, yeah, six. And we're walking the beach, the four of us together, strolling along, just walking the beach. So many things are done out of ignorance. So many sins are committed out of ignorance. We're walking along, and there's this little oblong thing about this big. It's tan. It, it looks like a little pill. And it's washed up on the beach. It's in with some seaweed and stuff. And we're over there poking at it. Poke, poke, poke. And, and all the kids are, kids are looking and poking. And all of a sudden, Dad steps on it. Guts. <laughs> I thought it was like foam rubber or something. And there's like, it looks like maybe a liver, you know, and there's a heart over there and intestines strewn out. And my kids both go, ah! and burst into tears. Because whatever it was, daddy just killed it. So that would explain why it takes me 45 minutes to mow my trails at home at our house. It takes me 45 minutes to mow around my property once because I break for toads. Does anyone else break for toads when they're mowing? Thank you. And there are a lot of toads on my property. But I go back to, it's, it's called the dreaded sea cucumber incident or murderous father or any number of things, the, but the, the Keys family lore of the sea cucumber incident is that dad, in his insensitivity, was murderous, which just, just killed something in his insensitivity. So when I'm on my lawnmower with those twin rotating blades, it's a mulching blade, mulching blades no less, I'm not going to kill a thing. And so I break for toads. Yes, I break for everything. If it's alive, I break for it. I, I, you know, because the thought of just bowling right through and choppa, 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 I, I don't like that thought. I don't like that thought at all because I'm trying to be more gentle. I'm trying to be more intentional. And since the sea cucumber incident, I don't step on anything. Because I learned that, that sometimes in ignorance, I can do something that really causes damage, that really can hurt. And I don't want to be that person. Well, people are talking about an Amos today. I'm sure they weren't bad people. Well, not all of them. No, most people are not bad people. There are people who make bad decisions. And there are people who get miswired and, and get crossed up about what's most important. There's a lot of people like that. We're all like that sometimes. But in Amos... The prophet, bless you, I should have said that. Thank you for, for taking I was right here. All right. But in, in Amos, the issue was these people had been given a, a set of rules. And the set of rules get, went back to Moses. And the set of rules was how to be decent to each other, how to be loving, and how to take care of the least of these. Those were the rules. And by the time of Amos, people were looking at those rules as obligations. As, as we just will do the bare minimum to say that, that we're good folk. 
We'll do the bare minimum, then get on with our lives and doing what we want to do. And that's what happens with religion sometimes. And, and they, they follow the letter of the law as tight as they have to, then get on with their life. And, and that's, that's what Amos is warning about. You, you don't do that. You have to look at God's rules as a gift, as a gift to you. You know, growing up, my parents disciplined me more than many of my friends were disciplined. And as a grown-up, I'm a lot better adjusted than many of my friends who were not disciplined. And I actually had friends say to me, man, I wish my parents cared enough to ask where I was going when I was a teenager. It's a gift to be given a path, a, a framework in which to live and live well and love well and live well with each other. That is a gift. And so counting down the time until you can open the market stall is the exact opposite of what the Sabbath is supposed to be. The Sabbath is supposed to be a time of rest and rejuvenation where you put down everything else and you focus back in again on God. And that makes your work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That makes your work much better and more meaningful. When you're walking on the beach and you see an unusual object, Marvel at the unusual object, but don't step on it. When you hear of a cause, explore the cause and explore the people impacted by the policy people want to put forth and determine if it fits in with God's set of rules and parameters. Now, I'm, I'm not arguing for a theocracy here. What I'm arguing is, in our country and in every country, if people would say, first and foremost, would this please the God I follow, there'd be a lot less heartache in the world, there'd be a lot less struggle, and we'd get along a lot better. Because we all follow the same God, but somehow we come up with these different ideas of what we should do. It's the watch your step comment. If you find yourself packaging a whole group of individuals into, a, into one box, which makes it convenient for you to carry them to wherever your argument wants to go. Watch your step. Watch your step. And if you think of charity as an inconvenient obligation, watch your step. It is a gift that you have enough that you can help sustain others. Watch your step. I don't know if there's anything more I want to say. But I would like to do this. The best way to watch your step is to realize how blessed you are in your life already. How blessed you are. And I want, to, want you to think as you're out there, as you're out there sitting there wondering, where the heck is Corey going with this? It sounds vaguely political and I don't like it. Or where's Corey going with this? It sounds vaguely political and I'm excited that he's finally saying this. Um, I'd like you to think of a time when you were down, when you were washed up on the shore, when you were out of options, and someone gave you a hand up. Someone helped you. Someone was there for you generously in ways perhaps they didn't think they could quite afford, but they were there anyway. I've had many such times in my life. Many, many times in my life. And and that's why I can't keep a dollar in my wallet now, because if someone needs it, they end up getting it. And I feel like it 
It's the least I can do when so many people did that for me. Any of you ever been down real low? Ever been in hardship? In a tough place where you weren't sure you could put food on the table? Weren't sure where the next meal was going to come from? No? Yes? Raise your hand if you've ever been there. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. As we go forward in our world, I think the wisest thing be to start with what is biblical when it comes to the poor. Start with what is biblical and then watch our step. All I have to say on the topic, amen.